Okay, well, thank you everybody for joining us for another uh, virtual Lunch and Learn. Uh, it's, um, uh, gosh, about week, uh, I don't know, week uh, eight, 10, 12, something like that of the, the COVID uh, shutdown or safe at home. And uh, I'm really excited to have all of you here with us again today. Um, you know, we've got a great panel of, uh, of presenters today to talk about uh, what's going on in the landscape industry. And it's very interesting because, you know, around the industry, we hear about people that uh, maybe are being laid off or getting laid off at the same time you hear, oh, this company or that company is doing really well. And uh, today we have three companies, which I believe are doing well during uh, this, uh, this shutdown. And I thought it would be very interesting for everyone to hear their perspective on the situation, and more importantly, what they're doing to uh, generate this uh, this business that they're they're doing, so that we can all you know learn. The one thing I really like about the landscape industry is uh, it's very uh, collaborative. Uh, people tend to pull for each other, uh, even when they're competitors. So, uh, so I put together this panel of uh, of people that I, I really know, uh, like, and enjoy working with. And so let me introduce the panelists today. Uh, first, we have uh, Chris Sabarisi from Corona Tools. He's the digital marketing and communication manager there. And uh, gosh, I've been working with Chris for a long time. We started Landscape Chat, gosh, about uh, nine years ago on Twitter. And uh, Chris, uh, at, by um, proof of that, uh, is one of the real uh, marketing innovators in our industry, I think. Uh, so Chris uh, Chris has done Landscape Chat, has done a lot of things for Corona. And a couple of things that I really appreciate about what Chris is doing now is uh, on the Green Industry Leaders Network, he's got the premier podcasts that are going for our industry right now. If you haven't had a chance to listen to those, you should check them out. They're, uh, uh, they're, they're really exceptional. And then Chris is also doing a lot of Facebook uh, uh, advertising right now that uh, is uh, hands-on showing people how to use Corona tools for different situations. And again, I think that's really innovative and, and uh, interesting to do. So uh, anyway, Chris, uh, welcome to, uh, to our, our, our um, uh, virtual lunch and learn. Um, also joining us today is Sean Connors from Horizon. And uh, Sean, you know, this is a very recognizable face, I know, for uh, most all of you. Sean's been around this industry for 35 years. And, you know, when I think about the successes he's had, uh, both at uh, Rainbird and Horizon is where I know him from. Uh, I know Sean is a really exceptional business leader. And you know, as I was saying about uh, COVID-19 and how your business is doing today, I know a lot of it has to do with the attitude of the business leaders. And I've always known Sean as a very uh, can-do and uh, action-oriented business leader. And I'm sure that uh, uh, translates into good leadership skills for his teams. And I know he has a lot to do with the success of Horizon right now. So I wanted to bring him on and, and have him on as well. So uh, welcome, Sean. Thank you, Richard. And then uh, last is uh, Jerry Dijonet, who uh, Jerry and I actually worked uh, quite a few years together at Valley Crest. Now, Jerry goes back in this industry back into the early 90s as a landscape architect. He's also worked uh, as a uh, sales manager for uh, True Green. And uh, the other thing that he's done besides working uh, at, at Valley Crest is uh, he's now the uh, vice president for Landscape USA uh, for the uh, Western region. So Jerry adds a really nice perspective uh, to what's happening today in this conversation from a, uh, he and he, Sean and Chris all do have this uh, perspective that's bigger than just the area that they live in. Uh, and then, and Jerry, you know, 
Uh, working with Jerry, one thing's for sure is he's got all this horticultural background and he really knows landscape, but the thing I really appreciated with, uh, with about Jerry when we worked together was his uh, understanding and his business acumen. Uh, you felt really confident that things were going to be okay business-wise, uh, you know, that Jerry was managing well. So I think we're real fortunate to have uh, Jerry on here as, as well. So uh, welcome, Jerry. Thank you, Richard. So um, first, first off, you know, I want to ask you guys, uh, and, and this is a question, you know, that I, I think we're all uh, really wondering about. And, and Chris, we'll start with you. You know, how are things going at Corona? You know, we've been into this uh, for almost two months now. And, uh, and, and how are things? Well, I appreciate the question, and I have to say I'm very pleasantly surprised that things are going well. Uh, we are op we're still up and operating. We're, you know, as you know, landscape was considered an essential business, as well as you know the agriculture, the garden side, and so as a supplier to that industry, we have remained busy, and it's just it's it's been overwhelming and. That is in the in the face of the fact that this pandemic is, you know, we happen to share the same name that really could have gone in, you know, <laughs> two, two different uh, directions. And we're very glad that it went uh, the way that it has, that people have been very positive supporting us. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's been a good uptick in people getting active and out there um, in all, in all the industries that we serve. Yeah, so Corona beer wasn't as fortunate as you guys, right? That that got a uh, stain on its name during this, but uh, but you guys did just fine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. So Chris is representing our uh, manufacturing side, and how, how's it going for them on the uh, on the end user side? Jerry, how's how's your business? Well, actually, you know, it's funny. I'd have to say the same thing. Surprisingly good. Um, you know, it depends on the region. You know, I think the East Coast has been affected a little bit more severely um, as it relates to enhancements or sales um, than we have seen in the Midwest and, and the West Coast. Um, but, you know, honestly, my West Division operations have, you know, had some scope reductions, especially in the HOA and apartment and obviously too in the elderly centers, the you know, elder care facilities, uh, but not nearly as many maintenance reductions as we expected to be candid. It's, um, you know, we've, and honestly too, the enhancement side, we have more backlog this year than we had last year, which we're very excited about. We didn't expect that. One of the things that's happened is all the HOA you know, homeowners are at, ha at home and they're looking at what's going on in their yard we get a little bit more complaints, you know, and the things are raised up. But as long as we handle them the right way, you know, that's actually turned into a considerable amount of enhancement work, which we're actually having a tough time staying in front of. Um, and knock on wood, we have not had one employee yet get infected. And I seriously want to knock on some wood because of that. Um, but so far, so good as it relates to the employees. And, you know, on the maintenance sales across the board, it has been hard to sell maintenance because, you know, especially because we do a lot of HOAs and the boards aren't meeting to, to approve jobs. But we really do feel like we've primed the pump enough with a lot of our clients and we've done, you know, the right projects and, the, and, we've, and we've performed properly with, the, you know, with how we've handled the situation that, the, that when this thing breaks free, we'll have a, a good opportunity to get a lot of work. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I say my neighborhood. You know, I live in a, a mature neighborhood, right? And uh, but it still looks like a construction zone uh, the past few weeks because I think everybody's home and wants to get projects done while they're home. It's kind of interesting. So, um, uh, Jerry, from the uh, 
enhancement side or maintenance side? I know you're a big advocate for water management and uh, water conservation. Uh, how's that business been for you the past uh, month and a half? Well, it's funny, um, you know, each market's a little different. Um, in our Arizona markets, you know, again, we have uh, a lot of irrigation techs and, and candidly, you know, we could use more. Um, we're constantly training. We always try and take our best irrigation techs and give them a certain, uh, an underling, you know, somebody that they will counsel and tutor to, to be their replacement or to, you know, to grow the business. And honestly, right now, we're having a tough time finding enough of those folks. And so, and the sales are just, you know, the, because everybody is out seeing the, seeing the houses, seeing the, the parks and, and any issues that come up, you know, candidly, we're just not having any problems selling work. So yeah. irrigation is going out the door like it's never done before because there are so many eyes on their properties and the clients, you know, our customers, which are the property managers are approving it because they don't want to have to deal with the issues with the, the, you know, the property owner or the uh, HOA. So candidly, you know, we're doing our, all of our irrigation guys are booked, you know, out weeks and in some cases months. Yeah, it's really good to see and good to hear, right? Because sometimes we use these times to really accelerate things like water conservation. I know we had big growth in 2009, 2010, when we were having that uh, uh, recession. Uh, people were looking for ways to save money and, and uh, water was, uh, was one of them. So. So Sean, you're kind of sitting in between, right? The manufacturers and the end user, it kind of worked out good on the screen too. Yeah. Um, how has it been for Horizon? How, how are your regions doing? How, how's business in general? Well, I'm glad to hear that Jerry's busy. That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, you know, first off, I'd have to say, and Chris alluded to it, that we must recognize that we've been very fortunate as an industry to be recognized as essential business. Um, and, and been able to continue to operate. Um, you know, I, I look at those in the restaurant business and uh, see what an impact it's had on them. Um, quarter to date through Q1, my division was impacted more by weather. Every time I brought it up to my guys on, hey, what do you think about COVID? They're like, hey, get it to stop raining. And again, because of my reach, I go from Nevada, Arizona, all the way to the East Coast, it was weather. But as obviously, as we moved into Q2, we started to see the impacts of um, the pandemic on the construction segment. We saw some slowing, especially if it was tied to, you know, elder, elder, elderly care and things of that nature. And then we're seeing some belt tightening, as Jerry alluded to, in the maintenance segment. Um, some pockets, we've seen the enhancements stop. In other pockets, markets, uh, regions, we're seeing the enhancements continuing because, to Jerry's point, uh, the, all eyes are on it. Um, I guess the good news is we understand why the market's reacting, you know, and then sometimes when the market's shifting, you don't know why we get it. And um, again, every region that I'm responsible for, we're continuing to work the pipeline. So uh, again, we're fortunate to have continuing business and uh, to kind of work through this day to day. Yeah, that's really great. I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. Now, Sean, you guys, um, you guys kept all your stores open, right? Uh, what, what, what types of things did you do to keep your employees and customers safe through this? And Oh, that's a, that's a long discussion right there. Um, yes, we were fortunate. We had a couple in California. We had a couple counties that um, there were some short-term things. And obviously in Nevada, it's more, uh, prevalent that, you know, we had to close the showrooms, but we're still operating as normal. Um, as we know, any great safety program starts with great communication, and we've been very deliberate, thorough, and consistent communicating with our staff. We've identified one voice 
across our organization that authors with the help of other departments, that communication. Um, the communication covers all of uh, across the company based on federal, state, and local reg regulations. And our priority has been on the safety of our employees and our customers throughout the transaction. Um, we've instituted the following and it's a, it's a barrage of things like everyone's had to do, but we've updated the policies and procedures for our, uh, how to serve again, based on those requirements In all sales centers, we've established appropriate social distancing space. You know, we've used caution tape, floor decals, hazard cones, PVC pipe, anything to just remind our customers because they're to, there to do a job and time's money. We've also increased our sales center cleaning. Uh, common areas are cleaned a lot more frequently. I think our um, sales centers have been cleaned more frequently in the last 90 days than they were cleaned maybe in nine years. Um, and again, it's gonna make us better. We've provided sanitizer spray for employees and customers to use at their desire. Uh, we see customers come in and use the spray. We see customers after they pull the order use the spray. We've also given all our employees the latex or nitro gloves. So a lot more awareness on that. Um, obviously, deliveries have increased with certain clientele and then use of technology. And again, that's customer centric. Um, we still got guys, our industry, as you know, everyone on the call knows and, and it's probably out there. Uh, we have still have many clients that they buy their products for the morning, they put it in the afternoon. Um, so we've been fortunate to be able to stay open. And we've been also very careful in keeping our staff tied um, I've been really, really careful with the number of employees I have that we don't get what I'll call cross-contamination. So we've kept branches of people together, uh, obviously uh, minimizing their contact, but I don't want to cross-contaminate branches. And lastly, we've asked our vendors, it's kind of tough, we've always been vendor, very vendor-centric, to uh, kind of talk to us, email, text, or phone calls. And that's been probably the hardest because we, uh, we like to work with our vendors to grow the business. Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, sometimes uh, things like this uh, facilitate change, right? And things are already changing. People are always looking for more efficient and better ways to do business. And then you have a global pandemic and it puts all the change on steroids, right? And that's kind of what we're experiencing now. And look, these uh, virtual lunch and learns developed out of, uh, you know, wanting to still connect with customers and, and uh, vendors and manufacturers. And it's all part of it. So, uh, it's great to hear. Now, Sean, how have your customers reacted to all this? You know, the customers have been overwhelmingly positive. Um, you know, it's every day they work, it's their sales and profit that they generate. And I think it's just been a more, uh, there's more awareness on how fortunate we are, again, going back to the industry, that we're able to work and continue to provide for our families. Um, so uh, I haven't gotten out. I typically travel 30 plus weeks a year. Um, I've been at home and in my uh, Chandler office. Um, so I haven't been able to see interface with customers I normally would, but from what I'm hearing in our regular meetings that the customers have been positive and been careful. Um, and they're very concerned, like Jerry mentioned with their staff. So yeah. you had mentioned it's a tight industry and we, we don't want to see anything happen to anybody. Uh, so everyone's watching everybody. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Sean. Chris, how about you guys uh, from a uh, administrative standpoint and a manufacturing standpoint? What are you doing uh, to keep your workers safe? I mean, there's a lot of them working now. Yeah, um, actually, all the people who are 
were working in the Corona office, we, we have quite a few people who were already working remotely. So I think we had that culture um, already uh, integrated within our company. It was just interesting that the people who were working in the Corona facility, um, we got the memo that everybody's working remotely and they literally, they got it to work within, you know, like uh, we were all up and running within under a week's time. And so everybody who could work remotely is working remotely and we still are now. There's limited um, like essential people who have to go in, you know, oftentimes they'll kind of trade out and somebody from accounting will go in, somebody from customer service will actually be in the office, but there's always, you know, a lot of distance between them. The shipping and the warehouse team, that's, that's, I, I gotta say, if it wasn't for them, I don't know how we would uh, get through this, but they are all working, they're all keeping their social distance and you know, still able to man because it's interesting that through this pandemic that so many people have you know been, been needing tools. I mean, whether it's online or whether it's the um, customers, you know, like like Horizon and and our other suppliers that they they need the tools and, and our shipping team and our warehouse has done a great job to get those out. I also had been in the office on Monday. Uh, I, I had I was going out for a uh, for a uh, for a call and happened to notice that you know I've seen everything that they've installed like you know the Perel things as you walk in the door so that you can you know sanitize your hands. But and I know that they've cleaned the office in terms of you know disinfecting and everything. And so I, I think they've taken a lot of precautions and we're just now starting the conversations of how, you know, what, what is the timing like to, to get people back into the office? So they're taking it very seriously. Um, we've, we've not had any issues with anybody kind of coming down with the virus or, or being impacted by that virus. So we're very fortunate there. And, you know, it sounds like the, the management team is taking it seriously and making sure that we're all staying safe. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting too, Chris, because everybody I know that's working at home that used to work at the office is telling me how much more productive they are at home. Right, those people aren't the time stealers aren't taking their time. I was going to say, and by productive, you mean the fact that uh, you you'll be sitting there working, and it's like you look down at your computer. Wow, it's already seven p.m. and I didn't realize how late I was working. So yeah, I'm sure they're enjoying the benefit of that. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how many actually go back to the office, or how many are uh, uh, gonna gonna stay at home. So that'll be that'll be fun to watch. So. Jerry, you, you guys have a little bit of a unique uh, challenge, right, than the others of us, and that is, you know, you've got crews out and about on, on jobs. Uh, what, what are you guys doing to keep, uh, uh, keep the distancing and, and, and keep them safe? Yeah, it's been interesting because you're right. There's two different groups. We have, you know, our management team that does typically work in the offices and has a lot of meetings. And with those guys, we've gone very Zoom meeting, you know, you know and we've all had to learn how to do Zoom meeting with our customers with our internal staff, you know, uh, literally, you know, doing whatever we can to keep the communication open. But as it relates to the guys in the field, I mean, that has been, you know, those guys are used to coming in the mornings. It's kind of a team environment and to try and separate those guys up and have different start times in the morning, which we've had to go on, we've had to go to on our bigger sites. If the guys can meet out at the property, we have a meet in the property. So we don't have, we minimize the amount of people that are in the trucks. Um, you know, it just, and then honestly, true, trying to make them take it seriously, guys, we're, it's your best interest. You know, we don't want you to get sick and possibly take it home, you know, especially if you're, have older people that you live with or whatever, just really trying to make them understand that it's not just us, you know, trying to do what, you know, we have to as it relates to our clients, but also for their best interest also. 
Um, you know, so we have also our offices, we rotate our managers in at different times of the day. And I think our company, Dennis Dottel, the owner of our company, did a great job early on of realizing that, hey, we have to communicate. And I thought Sean made a great statement. You got to get the communication out to you, not only your customers, but to your suppliers on how we're going to handle business. It's okay to drop off your product and just leave a note. And we'll, we, we ordered it. We know we need it. You know, you don't have to come into the office to meet with us. We also put together some packages for our crews to take out to the field because of the HOA clients. A lot of them are like, hey, why are you guys out here? You know, it took them some time to understand that we were essential to, you know, their environment to make sure that, you know, we maintained the irrigation so that they weren't wasting water in, in areas where there might be a broken head or two, that we, we cleaned up the property. A lot of what we do is debris removal. And so, you know, there's a lot that, that, that is essential, you know, in, in, in the work that we do. And we put a document together that we actually handed out that had the CLCA description that they had put together which is the California Landscape Contractors Association had done a really good job of putting a document out that we used and put in our trucks to give to the clients. And honestly, a lot of our guys got stopped early by, by the clients wondering why we were out in the sites and we gave them that package. We also gave them the, the state uh, protocol that would have been issued out to prove that we were essential service. And so after the first couple of weeks, it actually changed where the customers were like waving at us and thanking us for being out there from initially like being nervous that, you know, that we were in their environment. So, you know, and honestly, too, we've also given a lot of care packages to our clients that included like hand sanitizers and masks, obviously logoed. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, we're still in the sales, sales environment and customer service environment. And to, you know, what Sean was talking about too, all of our trucks are probably never been cleaner. And, you know, we've always preached, you know, clean trucks and clean inside, but literally, you know, it's a spit shine at this point in time. You know, we have um, sanitizers that we've, we actually started making them at the office because we ran out of products. We had to make our own sanitizers. We got dollar spray bottles from the dollar store and tons and tons of rolls of toilet paper and paper towels that we brought out. Just anything that we could use to use for cleaning and disinfecting. And so, you know, I can tell you right now, our fleet's spotless and there's a reason for it. And honestly, to your question earlier, or to your point earlier, you know, we expect this to continue on. And if anything, we'll have learned from this to try, try and make sure that we are and stay in front of this in the future. Yeah, so Jerry, you guys are doing a great job. You know, I see more and more of your trucks around uh, Southern California uh, every week. Uh, so I, I know your business is growing. I know you're doing, you guys are doing a great job. You know, the jobs I see are looking exceptional. Um, are you doing anything differently today, you know, to win sales or get sales than, uh, than you were doing back in February? Um, oh, I mean, obviously on the, you know, it's a different world. So, you know, one thing I will tell you in our environment, pictures, 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 yeah. you know, to sell the work to, to, you know, cause the customers aren't out. We're not, our property managers are very rarely, do they want to walk the jobs with us? Um, so we have an app that we use on our phones that we literally take a picture, send it to them directly, and then they can actually approve the enhancement right there on their phone or on their computer or the laptop, whatever they have. And then also after the fact, you know, we're sending pictures before and after pictures. Cause again, we, you know, the customers aren't seeing the job, you know, and, and we want to make sure that they're not just having to take our word that it was completed in the manner that we proposed it. So we give a lot of after pictures because obviously one of our biggest concerns, especially on our, in our retail markets and our apartments is, you know, whether we're going to get paid. And so we want to make sure we're doing our, you know, putting our best foot forward to make sure that they are seeing that we're doing our job, 
that we're meeting our service requirements. And then if we propose a job that we're following through on the backside. But yeah, a lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of pictures, and then obviously a lot of care packages that we're not only just sending out to the offices because a lot of people aren't in the office anymore. We've actually been given and people have been very upfront with where they live. We're sending packages to their houses right now, you know, with our logos on it and thanking them, you know, with sanitizers, anything that we can come up with that we think would help their, their environment. Bottle of wine doesn't hurt every once in a while either. So anything that we can do to keep everybody, you know, looking forward, that's the idea. Now, those are great ideas. And, you know, when you, you talk about the video capabilities or the photo capabilities now in, in the landscape industry, you know, that really helps your customer too, right? Because they're able to make a quicker decision. They don't have to drive out or see the job or leave work or check something. So I, I imagine they're really enjoying that too, Jerry. Yeah, the technology. And, we, you know, we luckily we had put together a system that we had internally that we had already started using. But candidly, this almost made us expedite um, how we manage our irrigation techs too. All of our irrigation techs now are getting, um, you know, handheld um, um, tablets that we use, that we do everything out in the field right there. Again, include the pictures, bill it right out in the field. We actually have GPS tied to it so that they can see that we are indeed on site during those timeframes. And it really just helps us too on our collections to make sure that we can always justify the time that we're out on the jobs. So, yeah, I mean, technology is what it's about moving forward. And honestly, again, to Sean's point earlier, this is something that we, you know, hope to be able to utilize and, you know, honestly expand on in the future. Yeah, that's great. So, Chris, uh, I know you're a marketing guy and you've been really creative over the years. Uh, any, anything you've changed to help, help sales in the past few months? Yeah, so, you know, obviously with people not being able to go out and, you know, having to be quarantined, stay at home, and they, they still want to get out and do activities, whether that's, you know, gardening, landscape, that kind of stuff, that we really saw a, an increase in e-commerce. So, I mean, obviously people were going online, buying things. And one of the things that I implemented was doing things like, you know, Facebook Lives and just doing videos to, to reassure people that, you know, hey, if, if you need things that we're open, we're available to, to kind of get out there. And I, I, I think it's been interesting, the feedback that we've gotten, I mean, one, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, since we share the same name as the pandemic, that uh, we've just seen a great uh, outpouring of support saying, you know, hey, this is the corona that I want and, and it's helping me get through this, uh, th this period. So that's, that's been really great to see that, but it gives us an opportunity to connect one-on-one -on -one with, uh, with these end users. And, you know, people who've been out actively out there and supporting us, it's, it's an opportunity for us to kind of give back to them and just say, you know, thank you so much for your support. And it's, it, it's really helped develop a, you know, a, a great relationship with these uh, customers. So those are things that we've changed and we've, we've seen it make an impact uh, both in terms of our customer service as well as our sales um, channel. Yeah, that's great. And, um, um, you know, your online sales, that's, uh, uh, you're not discounting or anything. That's like a full retail price, right? And people are still uh, finding you and, and you're getting good business from that. Yeah, and, and we actually have seen, I mean, one, one of the things that we've always had on our site was if they, if they sign up for a newsletter, they get a discount, right? And we've noticed that, you know, people have been taking advantage of that, which is, which is great. I mean, anything that we can do to make sure that we're um, helping to sustain these, this interest in, in, you know, people getting outside and working outdoors, 
that's what it's all about. I mean, we just want to be there for, you know, everybody, all the crews who are out there that need, that need to work, that need the tools, all the, you know, the, the, the retail centers that need tools to, to provide them. I mean, it's like that, that's just it in a nutshell. We just want to make sure that we're there to support everyone. Yeah. Great. So Sean, how about you guys? I mean, you've got a, you've got a bunch of salesmen that uh, uh, should be out there, but maybe can't be out there, right? Because of uh, COVID. What, what are you guys all doing? Well, first, I got to respond to Chris's online comment that I, as a representative of wholesale distribution, we prefer to use our online tools. Um, you know, I got to get that out there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, sales, we, we supply the professional trades. So we're, you know, we're profitable and we have good sales when they do. So, you know, to us, it's, it's a mindset. We have to look at sales and we have to look at profitability because, you know, at the end of the day, we can either complain about the headwinds that are facing this industry, or we can decide to focus on what we can control. Now, I'm proud to say that the employees of Verizon are working hard to differentiate through customer service, new products and services. You know, we've taken on, uh, to Jerry's point, we're selling sanitizer now when we can get it. You know, we're asking all of our customers, what do they need new from us? We're talking to them on a regular basis on hours of operation. We're trying to be deliberate in finding new ways for our customers to be profitable. Because again, if they're, if our customers aren't profitable, we're going to just have bricks and sticks and trucks sitting. So we got to focus on them. One thing unique to COVID was this pandemic was unique that, that we had some notice, you know, we all saw what was happening in China. So one of the things that I'm proud at, at, at Pool Corp Horizon, that we started our business thought process early. So we started making changes to minimize the impacts because we knew that there were going to be headwinds. We knew there was possible sales reductions. So within reason, we really, you know, you have levers of profitability, grow sales, grow your gross profit and control expenses. So the one thing we did is we went aggressively after expenses. We eliminated the travel and the government made it easier, right? We eliminated entertainment and meeting expenses because now we can do it all via Zoom and Microsoft Teams. We challenged and eliminated most non-essential uh, expenses. And we're being real smart about headcount and actively managing hours of operation. But again, we need to respond to our customer. And if our customer needs us, then we're gonna respond accordingly. Um, and then last but not least, overtime. You know, that's what, you know, in our business, overtime can, can make you or break you. Um, we also realize that this thing is fluid that things change quickly. So we're continuing to engage in frequent conversations. Uh, my guys are pretty much tired of me talking to them on a regular basis. They wish I could get out and travel. They hate that I have access to email and, and, and text. Um, but with all that being said, we would like to enjoy more normalcy and the sooner the better. But again, we're gonna work hard and just it's mindset, we gotta solve for it. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, the one thing we hear, one thing I'm hearing a lot of is, well, you know, so-and-so had some layoffs. And then you say, well, you know, boy, in places like Southern California, business seems like it's booming and going very well. And they'll say, well, maybe they're in a region that isn't booming like California, that maybe there's good pockets and bad pockets. I know Southern California is doing better than Northern California, for example. Um, so, Jerry, are, are you seeing differences in, in, um, in, in the amount of business being done in certain areas across the West? Uh, has that been your experience or, or, or have you heard of this or does it seem pretty steady? 
Well, I oversee California, Arizona, and Colorado. And honestly, all three of my locations have been as busy as they've ever been. Um, candidly, we, you know, the maintenance sales has been tough because it's been difficult to get contracts signed <laughs> and get those things, you know, uh, implemented. But on the enhancement side, it's continued to be great. And, you know, we thought early on, you know, hey, we have, you have two mindsets here. Either you can just kind of consolidate down and try and save all the overhead costs that you possibly can, or you can use this as an opportunity. And I've always found the best, you know, defense is a good offense. And so we have not laid off our employees. You know, we've heard some of our, you know, competitors have, you know, minimized their overhead a little bit. Maybe even use this as an opportunity to not have as many guys out on the cruise. And we totally took the opposite. We want to come out of this swinging. And so we want to make sure that if we have a service contract, we're living up to that service requirements. Even if it costs us a little bit on Sundays or Saturdays to get some guys out because we, we had guys that didn't come in. You know, right now it's really hot in Arizona the last couple of weeks. So we've had to work some overtime on, on the weekends just to keep the guys safe because we don't want them out there in that 100 degree heat all the time. So every place has been different. I can tell you the East Coast has not has been affected a lot more than the Midwest and the West. We've not done as well out on that on that area, mainly because I think it's, you know, the, the mindset out there is they really don't want us out on the sites. We have a lot more apartment complexes on the East Coast and the and a lot more retail centers. And those have definitely asked us to reduce services and step back. We just have not seen that as much in the Midwest or the West Coast. So right now, you know, we feel like we're in a good position as it relates to where we're going to end up afterwards, because I think we've done the right thing on how we've handled our services with our clients. That's great to see, Jerry. And, you know, one thing's for sure, you know, I, so I call people and, and talk to them around the country. You can tell by the tone of their voice, you know, if they're feeling like uh, it's good or bad or opportunity or, gee, I'm just going to wait until this is all over and then it's going to be good again. And we know that's probably not true, but one thing I notice is when we're ever talking to you or people on your team, you guys are very positive and motivated. And I think it's making a big difference for you guys. So I'm glad you're able to share that. So Chris, what about, uh, what, what about you? Are you guys seeing uh, different pockets across the uh, United States or is it all good or? You know, we're, we're not, Every, everything seems good. We, we, do most of our work through our distributors and that has continued we are actually seeing you know increases in orders so i mean it, it's kind of played with our forecasting and tried to make sure that we have ample product in and it's but it, by region that really hasn't had an effect and of course you know then we've seen that increase in the e-commerce and that just pretty much spans the country so uh nothing nothing regionally to speak of yeah okay all right great and sean how about you guys you cover a good portion of the country. Yeah, absolutely. You know, even in a normal economy, we see that markets act and react differently. Uh, we're seeing the same thing with this. Uh, again, weather, you know, I have some stores in the Virginia market. We're still facing some weather issues, and but we're seeing COVID impacting us differently. And then, you know, I think from a recovery standpoint, the stay-at-home edict, we'll, we're going to see some different recovery uh, based on markets. But again, I'm fortunate uh, to represent Arizona, Nevada, and Texas, um, Florida, and uh, those are some of those that are uh, some of the states that are going with some earlier, um, you know, releases, if you will, letting people get back and and trying to get some normalization. So uh, we're fortunate. Uh, we're all hoping for a V curve type recovery, a quick 
a quick bounce back versus that big long U that we uh, dealt with in the last financial recession. So. Yeah, good. That's good to hear. So, um, you know, I kind of want to wrap it up uh, with this question, everybody, and it's a, it's pretty in-depth question. So we're not uh, we're not a minute away from the end or anything. But, uh, you know, starting with you, Chris, well, you know, uh, we all talk about when this is over. And I, I always say to people, well, when is it over? When are you going to go to a restaurant again? When are you going to go to the movies? When will you feel good? And Right. That answer ranges from when I have a vaccine to if it was open tonight, I'd go. I really I get that biggest fan. Uh, uh, things are not going to be uh, normal uh, for, for a while. Right. Whatever that normal is. And I'm not sure it's ever going to go back to February 1st, 2020. So, uh, you know, what, what are some of the major things that you see, Chris, uh, for going forward for sales and operating as a business for, uh, for Corona Tools? Well, I think we've we've definitely. I've had a lot of conversations with you know folks in the industry and try to get their feedback and what do they think is going to happen. And you know, obviously, nobody has a crystal ball to figure this out. But there seems to be this consensus that it's we're not going to see this same level of um, uh, momentum that we're we're experiencing now during COVID. I think that there's going to be some people who obviously go back. They they, they want to do their spend their time going out to eat or, you know, doing, going to the movies, those kinds of things. And I think we'll see that. But I think we've also seen people who've invested uh, time in, you know, projects that they want to do around the house or in, in their landscape. And I think that's probably going to continue. I think they've, you know, had, had some great experiences with that, whether they planted a garden or something, they're not just going to walk away from it. They're going to see that through. And I think there's going to be other things like, you know, whether it's the, need for, you know, like we, we talk a little bit about the, there's going to be a food shortage. So people want to grow food in their house. They want to have that uh, security that, it, that it's always there. And I think this COVID is going to always be in the back of their minds, you know, so, similar to like a Great Depression, if you will. if you will. I know my grandparents, they lived through that. And it's like that changed their lifestyle, how they live. So I think there's going to have lasting impact uh, regardless of, you know, where you are in, in, in life, but it's like, you're going to remember these kinds of things and you're going to continue to, we, we feel that there's going to be people who are actively out there and wanting to participate in outdoor activities, in their gardens, in their landscapes. So we, we do see that this is going to continue. Yeah. It's interesting because, um, you know, <laughs> the whole, uh, foodie movement across the U S and a lot of people are really paying attention to who was cooking what, and a lot of people were taking control of their food, right? They were growing a lot more food in urban areas so they could, you know, eat it at their own table. And this has kind of accelerated that too, you know, to have, have control of it. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what happens and, and uh, uh, how, the, how the restaurants do, right? Uh, from, from that standpoint, I think a lot more of us will be uh, growing food in our yards. So I know a contractor up in Bakersfield and he's doing raised garden beds and he's advertising that and people are having the opportunity to, uh, uh, to um, get a bid and he does it by uh, raised bed and his business is going re really well right now. So I, I do, I think it's going to be here for a while and just generate more and more opportunities for, for all of us. Um, Sean, Sean, what about you? Uh, six, eight months from now, uh, how do you see business uh, for, for, you know, the, the industry? Well, if I was that smart, I wouldn't be on this call. I'd be doing <laughs> something else. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm uh, equipped to answer, but I also know that uh, 
hoping for quick recovery that hope's not a business strategy. So, you know, I have to reflect back. Uh, one of the, the beauties, maybe the only beauty about being old is you've lived through some crisis. You've lived through some of these downturns before. And I think in reflection of the last crisis, we didn't know how long that recession would last and really what would be the catalyst for recovery. And this is a different time and place and there's a different consumer confidence, you know, at least if we can get through this quicker. I feel that good businesses with good leadership or customer centric will solve for this. It won't be easy, but the best always recover. They always survive. Um, what Horizon's going to do is we're going to make sure that our staff is right sized to deliver our value in the marketplace and fuel our, uh, our growth. Um, we understand that we supply to the professional trades. So we're going to continue to look for those product niches that the Jerry and, and the rest in this, in the uh, uh, landscape side and the, and the maintenance side are looking for, and we're going to look for new, you know, product extensions that'll drive our sales and profitability. And then last but not least, we're going to continue to look at technology to better serve our customers and our, increase our capacity. So, you know, it's going to be with us. Like, like, like has been mentioned, uh, we're not going to forget this one. Yeah. Yeah, so I was wondering, and we, we've got a question here too, you know, have you or any of you guys talked to any developers? Uh, this is one, uh, you know, housing developers is one area where we have maybe heard a slowdown. I've talked to some uh, landscape architects or especially in the irrigation area, and they say their business is good for six months out. But uh, but has any of you talked to developers and, and heard what developers are saying right now? Well, we we went golfing the other day with a couple, to be honest with you, because the Inland Empire opened up, which was thankful. We finally able to get out. And honestly, they're, they're still rocking. We, uh, to your point, you know, our biggest lead, you know, uh, and, and we've all known this, I think a lot of us in the business, we always look to landscape architects, because if they're busy, then that usually means we're going to stay busy down the road. And we're hearing that they're still working. I have a lot of friends still in the Northwest, and I know they're very busy up there. A lot of work's coming out. And we haven't seen a slowdown at all on, on the development side. So, you know, we're all obviously concerned about a secondary virus outbreak. I think we're going to probably learn to manage our inventory a little bit better in the future so that we're not, you know, at risk. So that we always have, you know, at least as much supplies as we know we're going to need for probably the next at least 90 days is going to be our plan moving forward. So we're going to manage that a little differently. But as far as what we're seeing from our customers and on the construction side, it seems like it's still rocking and rolling pretty good. Yeah, uh, smart strategy, Jerry. So, uh, and, uh, and, and Jerry, we didn't, uh, well, Chris and, uh, and Sean, have you guys talked to any developers uh, to, to kind of finish this question out? I have. Go ahead, Chris. No, I, I, was, I have not. You have not? Okay. Yeah, that's a question I ask often to my regional managers, and we've spoke firsthand and secondhand to them. And um, what we're hearing across, you know, again, my, my division is that it, they're very much, they're very interested in the supply. And they, they don't want to get burned like they did 10 years ago and have all these houses just, just sitting and then getting sold off. So we're, see, we're seeing some of the, the local or more the regional players uh, being opportunistic and actually building some spec. And then some of the national players are being a little bit more careful. So again, it's market centric, it's market by market, um, but it, you know, we'll play it out. And that's actually good news because Arizona historically has been pro construction and we've, we've overbuilt a couple of times in the last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's so we've seen it. Yep. Yeah. Up and down. 
part part of life, part of business, right? So, and um, and Jerry, let's go back to you because you didn't get a chance to, to answer that final question. What do you what do you see six eight months out? Uh, any significant differences in the way we do business in the future than the way you did it February first? Um, well, technology. I mean, obviously, I think we know just in communication. I think you know to Sean's point earlier too. I haven't been traveling as much as I used to. So, you know, this has actually given me an opportunity to probably be a little bit more diligent on our follow-up action items, things like that. My guys are probably tired of me emailing them constantly. They probably liked it when I was in a plane a lot of the time. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're learning from that experience that we don't have to always be in the office. And if we can, you know, use your tablets and laptops that, and, and candidly too, how we're gonna manage our crews in the future. We have a lot of H2Bs. And so, you know, a lot of the HGB workers are all in the same, you know, apartment complex or, you know, whatever the housing situation is. And so we're, we're going to probably continue to make sure that we stage differently in the future, that we have those groups that we know either live together or work together, mobilize at different times. Because, you know, we're really worried about a secondary, um, you know, possible outbreak of this, and we want to stay in front of that. So, uh, but, you know, again, to Sean's point, I don't have a crystal ball and none of us do. Uh, but we have to, you know, always plan for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah, good, good strategy, and yeah, technology I think is gonna gonna be a big part of it. So uh, I want to say uh, thank you guys. Uh, you uh, provided some really, um, I thought, thoughtful and uh, and and uh, interesting information today, and really we're able to share with the industry in a in a very nice way. Again, that really shows what our industry is all about and, you know, it's helping even our competitors out at times. So I, I really appreciate that. Uh, appreciate you guys for coming on. Uh, I'm doing a screen share right now just to give everybody's uh, name and email addresses so that if uh, anybody uh, wants to follow up with another uh, question or uh, uh, wants to contact any of us uh, for any reason to talk about uh, the landscape industry or business, uh, feel, feel free to do that. You can reach us on our emails. Guys, again, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. You were just excellent today. And uh, if I don't talk to you guys, have a, have a great weekend. And for all of you that attended, uh, thanks for attending again. Uh, we got a couple more uh, virtual lunch and learns coming uh, next week on Wednesday and Friday. And a big uh, Sunday for all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, we'll catch everybody soon. Thank you. Thank you. That's the help. Thank you.